WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Monday, June 26. Uh, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Hot, humid, kind of like it was yesterday. Could see... Pop-up thunderstorms this morning and again this afternoon. The high going to be 80. Tonight, overnight, cloudy, low 67. And then Tuesday showers, high 77. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 66 and cloudy in Southampton out on Long Island. 68 and cloudy in Piscataway down in New Jersey. And it is 69 in Misty here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up. 6 o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. You know... My mother once told me you can never go home again, and uh, and it's kind of true. Uh, there was a neighborhood reunion of sorts. Uh, the street that I grew up in was 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 great, but if you went a couple blocks over, it was a little dicey, and there were some people I was attracted to hanging out with there. Well, some of that gang getting back together, and I had not seen some of these people thirty years, twenty years. I mean, a long time ago. And uh, here we are at a bar and pub hanging out around the table. Two of the guys uh, recently got out of prison. Uh, thankfully, they had not done anything to anybody. They just, well, I guess they had. They had robbed stores and spent a lot of time behind bars. The other two, you know, life had been okay, but not fantastic. So right then and there, I figured, uh, oh, I guess I'm, I'm, picking, <laughs> I'm picking up the tab for this meal. Okay, that's fine. Uh, it was a nice enough time, but I realized I didn't really, once I was there, I was like, I don't really need to see these people, and they're probably people I shouldn't necessarily be hanging out with anymore. I mean, they seem like they're on the straight and narrow now, but it's not 100% clear. But it was nice, whatever, chatted, heard about some of their families and some of the ones who don't have families, and we drank some beer, we had some good food at a good restaurant, and then everybody went their way. I think we uh, we traded some numbers. Not everybody had been in contact. For sure, I was the one who had not been in contact with a lot of these people. And uh, so over the last 24 hours, I, don't know, I was thinking I shouldn't tell this story because I might be listening, but really it doesn't matter. Over the last 24 hours, uh, one of the guys uh, actually, when the meal was over, asked if he could borrow money from me. And I was like, oh, this is weird. And then about 24 hours later, another guy who had been at this table, I guess they just think that I'm loaded, uh, asked me to borrow money as well. So now I'm like, what do I do with all this? So I got a home to chat with a wife about it. I, I, I can't give these guys money, right? It's just weird. I haven't seen them in 25, 30 years, and they're asking me for money? Just a little odd. Now I'm kind of sorry I went. I mean, it was nice to see them. But uh, it's kind of sad to see that some people have not gotten on the straight and narrow after all those years. Anyway, all right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. It was a crazy weekend in Russia. A new poll is good news for Donald Trump. The crackdown on e-bike stores selling bad news batteries has begun. No one has a clue where a missing New Jersey teacher could be. And a traffic reporter wants to talk about more than just tie-ups. All right, let's get into it. 504, actually, uh, we'll start with uh, on the way into work today. Boy, that Pride March uh, party still going at 2 a.m. this morning. The streets 
I can't remember the last time I drove in in the morning at that hour where the streets are just packed with people. I mean, everywhere I looked, right through Midtown, people still having a party after gay pride. I have gay friends, and my sister's gay, my best friend's gay, and I was raised watching Tu Wong Fu. So, you know, I want her to know the people that she's surrounded by in the city. Yeah, so people, of course, whooping it up in celebration during the big gay pride uh, parade yesterday. There was a party downtown at the pier that they do every year. But here they were, midtown, downtown, anywhere you looked at two this morning, the party was still going. It's my favorite day of the year. I love it. This is a lovely place to come every year and celebrate for who we are. To show our girls that they can be who they want to be, to be able to show themselves and be proud of themselves. All right, 507, let's talk about this uh, rebellious mercenary soldiers who briefly took over a Russian military headquarters. They were on their march to Moscow. Uh, it was over on Sunday, the short-lived revolt. Uh, I guess you can say it's weekend President Vladimir Putin in Russia, just as his forces are facing just this fierce counteroffensive in Ukraine. And you thought for sure the guy that was leading this charge with these mercenary soldiers would probably not be alive to tell his story. But um, the Wagner troops, as they're called, they failed in this uprising. But the leader, uh, he's agreed to go into exile in Belarus, will not face prosecution. Awfully interesting move by uh, Putin. Everybody's trying to figure this out. You had Democratic Congressman Jerry Connolly, who's from Virginia, He thinks this is the unraveling of the Putin regime. This is certainly the biggest existential threat he's faced in his 23 years in rule. So Connolly says the uh, Wagner Group soldiers seem to be intent on taking out senior leadership. At least they were anyway. He is now four or five hundred kilometers from Moscow and seems to be intent on taking out senior leadership in the Russian military and the Defense Department and the intelligence community. Yeah, okay, so that was him over the weekend. They weren't able to do that, but uh, it was awfully interesting to watch all these movements in Russia over the weekend. President Biden speaking with uh, the Ukrainian president over the weekend, the Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau about this attempted takeover in Russia over the weekend. The White House said Sunday that the leaders affirmed their unwavering support for Ukraine against Russian aggression. This con- after a short-lived rebellion by the Wagner Group, a private Russian military organization led by Yevgeny Prigozhin. The Kremlin reportedly reached an agreement with Wagner to drop the charges against Prigozhin in exchange for the group ending its insurrection. I'm Trey Tom. There are growing calls for President Biden to take out the Chinese assets in Cuba, which some see As a national security risk, Congressman Mike McCall, who heads the House Foreign Affairs Committee here. We can't just fire a missile into Cuba. You know, that would escalate things. There are ways we could, in a clandestine way, shut it down, shut down the operations. The Texas Republican says that China having a spy base on the island would pose a threat to America. Earlier this month, it was confirmed there is construction of a military training facility in Cuba, which would allow the Chinese to permanently station troops about 100 miles from Florida's coast. What I worry about, especially after Afghanistan, we just continue to project weakness time and time again. And that's why you're seeing our adversaries getting very emboldened. If you want peace, you need to exert strength, have a, a showing of strength for deterrence and peace.
510 now. Millions of Muslims are in Saudi Arabia for the biggest Hajj pilgrimage in Mecca in what's been years. Saudi officials expect more than 2.5 million visitors from 160 nations around the globe. Events started Sunday morning with worshippers circling the Kaaba, a large cube structure that Muslims pray towards every day. The pilgrimage is one of the five pillars of Islam and is expected to be taken at least once by Muslims who have the means. I'm Mark Mayfield. All right, let's bring it home. 510, former President Trump believes his indictments are for the people. I'm being indicted for you, and I believe the you is more than 200 million people that love our country. They're out there. He was speaking at the Faith and Freedom Coalition's Road to Majority Police Conference. Trump called his indictments a badge of courage. Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, communists, and fascists indict me, I consider it a great badge of courage. Trump has pled uh, not guilty to those 37 criminal counts relating to how he handled classified documents. And a new poll out shows former President Trump expanding his lead over the rest of the Republican presidential field. Despite those indictments, the NBC News poll, 51 percent of national GOP primary voters picked Trump as their top choice. 22 percent pick uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and everybody else single digits, including Vice President Mike Pence, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Uh, Trump's nearly 30 point lead over DeSantis is almost double that of a previous poll that was taken back in April. Uh, Republican presidential candidate Chris Christie was taking part in that conference over the weekend as well. And he was going hard after former President Trump. And that is not leadership, everybody. That is a failure of leadership. And I, you can boo all you want. Yeah, he was getting booed for attacking Trump. Christie says the former president's unwilling to take responsibility for his mistakes and faults. He has let us down because he's unwilling He's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made, any uh, any of the faults that he has, and any of the things that he's done. Yeah, you can hear some of those voters screaming at Chris Christie. Uh, Mike Pence was part of this conference as well over the weekend. Here and now, men and women of the Faith and Freedom Coalition, we must choose and decide and determined that Joe Biden will never be reelected as president of the United States. Of course, Pence trying to separate himself from the crowd somehow. He says it's premature for any presidential candidate to talk about a pardon for former President Trump. I don't understand why some of the other people running uh, for president in the Republican primary assume that the president will be found guilty. Yeah, well, they're just answering the question that's been posed to them. What will you do if he is found guilty? Pence acknowledged the 37-count indictment against Trump is serious, but that taking a position on a pardon is a presumption of guilt. It's terribly premature, and it shows really a disrespect for our judicial system to talk about that now. The charges in the indictment are serious, and uh, I can't defend what is alleged, but the president's entitled to his day in court. Yeah, so everybody got a shot at this conference in D.C. over the weekend, including Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who just jumped into the race about two weeks ago. He spoke about things that are happening in Miami. Giving our children savings accounts and raising private sector dollars so that all young adults on Pell Grants in my city 
can go to college for free. Yeah, there were a lot of people at this conference asking about this bribery investigation by the FBI. Uh, Francis Suarez under investigation. He says there's nothing to it. 514, Attorney General Merrick Garland defending the integrity of the Justice Department amid accusations hunter biden was given preferential treatment in his tax and gun case weiss had in fact more authority than a special counsel would have as complete as he had and has complete authority as i said to bring a case anywhere he wants in his discretion the president's son recently agreed to plead guilty to a pair of tax related misdemeanors avoid jail time a former irs employee though however told the uh, House and Ways Means uh, House and Ways and Means Committee. The agency recommended additional felony tax charges against Biden, but the DOJ slow walked the case. Garland, though, says he would support that IRS employee testifying on the investigations when the time is appropriate. So he wasn't totally discounting this former IRS employee who wants to come forward. Uh, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to. All right, so we'll have to see what happens with that. All right, 515, let's head over to the 77W ABC Sports Desk. Happy Monday. Good morning, Justin Allen. Uh, happy Monday and good morning to you, Noam Aledin. We got baseball action to get to here. The Yankees had a very tightly played weekend of baseball with the AL West first place. Texas Rangers in town, able to steal the series victory after yesterday's 5-3 to win in the finale. Like games one and two, the Yanks and Texas were right there with each other for most of the bout, with things knotted at two through seven before Harrison Bader came up with the big hit for New York in the eighth. Bader lines back to left field on the Rangers pass to Ryan. Zuppi will score. Cabrera on his horse. He will score. It's a go-ahead two-run double from Mr. Westchester. That call courtesy of the Yes Network following the series win. The Yanks still sit nine and a half games back in the East as they now hit the road to Oakland where they'll meet the A's for a three-game set starting tomorrow night. As for the Metropolitans, their underwhelming play continued in Philadelphia over the weekend, losing 7-6 to yesterday to cap off another series loss. It'd be one thing if the Mets were just getting beat, but yesterday's antics were a prime example of them flat-out beating themselves up comfortably by three runs heading into the eighth. The Mets kindly handed over three walks to it, batsman, and an error to essentially give her a late come from behind win for Philadelphia. Now 15 full games back in the NL East. New York gets set to welcome in the Milwaukee Brewers for a four-game series beginning tonight at 7.10 p.m. Justin Verlander will get the start against Milwaukee's Colin Rhea. That was painful yesterday. Oh, yeah. my God. I turned it on, just happened to turn it on in the seventh inning. I was like, what is happening to Tough the to Mets? watch. Tough yeah. to watch them unravel there. Because they had it. They had it really in the back. I mean, you just have six outs left to get, and um, all of a sudden, kaputs. Yep. There it goes. <laughs> anyway, no, maybe they can pick up the pieces. We'll see. They welcome in uh, Milwaukee. I doubt it, but okay. yeah, I, I doubt it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it could, could start with Verlander tonight. You never know. Maybe. There you go. Take it away. 519, the penalty phase in the Pittsburgh Synagogue shooter trial set to begin this morning. Earlier this month, a jury found Robert Bowers guilty on all counts in the 2018 mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue that killed 11 people. 
In the first part of the sentencing phase, the jury will consider aggravating circumstances to determine if Bowers is eligible for the death penalty. Aggravating circumstances include the atrocity of the crime and the number of victims. Legal experts say it's a near certainty that the jury will find the defendant to be eligible, after which the jury will then decide whether the defendant should be sentenced to death. I'm Chris Caraggio. 520, let's go up to Canada. They're launching now a formal investigation into the tragic loss of the Titan submersible. TSB investigators boarded the Polar Prince to examine and document the vessel, to collect information from the vessel's voyage data recorder and other vessel systems that contain useful information. That's the Canadian Transportation Safety Board chairwoman who will lead this investigation. Our mandate is to find out what happened and why and to find out what needs to change to reduce the chance or the risk of such occurrences in the future. So experts of course believe all five passengers on the small submersible likely died instantly due to a catastrophic implosion on its descent to the Titanic's wreck site. Not the function of the board to assign blame or determine civil or criminal responsibility. 521, let's go down to D.C. where Vice President Harris says the Supreme Court took away a fundamental right one year ago. It was on Saturday, was the one-year overruling of the Roe v. Wade, Supreme Court ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. And this was her, she says, her initial reaction when she heard about it a year ago Saturday. And so the three words that came to me that I publicly spoke... (laughs) were how dare they the decision how dare they the decision ended the constitutional right for women to access abortions after five decades harris says abortion activists must now continue the legacy of other social activists who fought for civil rights all of us are now called upon to advance the promise of freedom including the freedom of every woman to make decisions about her own body. Our administration has taken action to protect access to emergency medical care, to support women forced to travel out of state for care, and to protect women's privacy. An NBC News poll that was released Friday showed 61% of Americans disapprove of the high court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. 522, the U.S. Attorney General announcing the takedown of major fentanyl traffickers here in New York. Attorney General Merrick Garland says three indictments were unsealed in the southern and eastern districts of New York with three Chinese-based companies and their employees accused of trafficking chemicals used to make fentanyl. The U.S. Justice Department is accelerating our efforts to disrupt the manufacture and trafficking of fentanyl at every stage and in every part of the world. Prosecutors say the companies advertise their services online but disguise these chemicals as dog food or motor oil to evade the law. This is akin to a company selling the components for a bomb knowing they would be used to make an explosive. We know too well that the witch's brew of fentanyl chemicals cooked by the drug traffickers can be just as deadly. It was a year-long investigation. The DEA intercepted more than 440 pounds of fentanyl uh, uh, ingredients, which could produce more than 379 million deadly doses of the drug. The company openly advertised and sold fentanyl precursor chemicals, knowing that these chemicals were destined for New York City knowing that the chemicals would be turned into fentanyl, and knowing that that poison could kill. 523 out to California. Human remains have been found 
in the California wilderness near the area where actor Julian Sands went missing. Police have been searching for the missing British actor since he disappeared while hiking in January. Harsh weather conditions have made active search and rescue difficult until recently. On Saturday, San Bernardino officials announced hikers discovered human remains around Mount Baldy and a positive ID should be completed by next week. Sands is well known for his roles in 24, Smallville, Arachnophobia, and leaving Las Vegas. I'm Jim Forbes. 524, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis attending the second anniversary memorial of the Surfside condo collapse. This was over the weekend. DeSantis says finding out the cause of the deadly tragedy is key. They still don't really know exactly two years later. We hope to get a definitive explanation as to what happened. It's been two years and we are waiting for that very eagerly because, yes, the state of Florida has taken some action on safety. But until you know definitively everything, that's really what we need so that we can ensure sure that this never happens again. Last year, the governor set aside about a million bucks in the budget for the Department of State to build a Champlain Tower South Memorial. A lot of people were inspired by the lives that these 98 lived. So we will not forget, and may God bless their memory. Yeah, Thank you. You forget how many people were killed. 98 and all. Uh, the Miami-Dade mayor, uh, Daniela Cava, she was there as well at this memorial. Through the 33 days that we were here on site until the recovery of the final victim, I know that I felt the support of the entire world. 525, let's go down to San Antonio, where all they want to talk about, you might not be surprised to hear, is Victor Wembanyama. Coach, uh, Coach Greg Popovich knows there are high expectations for this French phenom. He's 19 years old, awfully tall. Uh, they say he's going to be the next LeBron. He says it's about making him comfortable in San Antonio uh, as a new member of the team. It's you know A to B to C to D. Uh, in a variety in a variety of levels, we'll be most interested in setting a framework uh, and an environment where he's comfortable, where he can be Victor. Yeah, the expectation's so high for a 19-year-old, but uh, apparently he's awfully good, uh, and it's all on his shoulder. San Antonio Spurs have not been a great basketball team lately. The whole city rallying around this kid. They think the fact that he showed up in San Antonio, and if he plays well, just even in his first season, that he could mean a half a billion dollars in revenue for the team. That's a lot on one kid's shoulder. They say, you know, jersey sales, ticket sales. You can't get a ticket to the San Antonio Spurs. With Even before they made the announcement that he was going to be their pick, there was rumors that he would be. Uh, they sold um, 2,500 or 3,000 packages of season tickets for fans. Now, uh, forget it. Uh, and everywhere he goes, if he plays well, those games on the road will be sold out as well. So the coach says, yeah, that's a lot for a 19-year-old to have on his shoulders as he comes to San Antonio. We'll observe. We'll be there uh, to counsel, to suggest, to answer questions, uh, be available. Now let's hope he lives up to all those expectations. A lot to get to as we work our way up to the six o'clock hour and sit in friends in the morning. That crackdown on e-bike stores that are selling bad news batteries. It is well underway. We'll tell you about some of the busts that took place. Nobody that has a clue where a missing New Jersey teacher could be. And it's been weeks since anybody has seen her. We'll get into that story before the morning is out. And a traffic reporter wants to talk more about 
tie-ups or more things than just tie-ups, we'll hear from her before the morning is out as well. But first, this at 529. The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden on 77 WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yeah, that's me, 532. Good morning. It is Monday, June 26. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Hot, humid. Could see some pop-up thunderstorms this morning and again this afternoon. The high 80 tonight, overnight cloudy, low 67. And then Tuesday, more rain, showers, high 77. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 66 and cloudy in Southampton out on Long Island. 68 and cloudy in Piscataway down in New Jersey. And it is 69 in Misty here in Midtown. We'll start this half hour. We know tomorrow is primary day here, so we had early voting And the numbers from early voting are shockingly low. A total, uh, we're a city of what, 7, 8 million people? A total of 44,611 New Yorkers cast their ballots during the nine-day early voting period for the June primaries. That's according to the Board of Elections, which released these numbers to us last night. Queens had the highest number of early votes with 14,000 followed by Brooklyn with 12,000, Manhattan 10,000, Brooklyn 7,000. Staten Island did not have the early elections. The Board of Elections reported that uh, 7,000 people voted yesterday. But uh, all in all, when you think that there were 700 and, um, uh, let's see what the total number is, uh, 700 places that you could have, no, I'm sorry, 107 places that you could have voted across the city. So there were 107 primary locations for early voting. And with that, over the nine-day period that you could have early voted, only 44,000 voted. Now, granted, it is a primary election day. A lot of these vo- uh, people are running uncontested, but still, that's an awfully amount. That's a lot of people working for not a lot of people voting uh, ahead of primary day. 534, New York City officials calling on the public to help with a crackdown on those unsafe e-bike shops that are selling those second-rate batteries that like, explode and have caused just numerous fires across New York over the last year. You had that god-awful fry, uh, fire last Tuesday uh, in Chinatown. Uh, e-bike shop catches fire. Uh, people upstairs and apartments above it are trapped there. Four of them die, two of them still in the hospital. That store had been given citations for uh, not handling the batteries correctly. So now what the city has asked is for people to call in if they see an e-bike store that might not be doing the right thing, selling these second-rate batteries or reusing batteries or chargers that are not good. And so guess what? People have been calling 311 to report this. And yes, the FDNY and inspection crews have gone out to some bike shops and 10 bike shops and all have been cited already. Nearly 100 years, electrical fires were the leading cause of death in New York City. And now lithium ion batteries tie electricity as that 
leading cause of fire-related death. Yeah, it is a big deal. New York City's seen over 100 fires, 13 deaths this year, linked to e-bikes, more than double the total number of fatalities from last year. The bikes, of course, popular with delivery workers, but can overheat if defective or improperly charged. Batteries are used, and so... People have been dropping a dime on e-bike stores that might not be doing the right thing, which is good because they're going out inspecting these places and closing them down if they're doing the wrong thing. We want to hear from you. Even if you think the issue is not a big deal, we want to hear from you. We want to be clear that we support the use of these devices. We are not trying to vilify in any way people that use them or sell them. We just want them to be used safely. 535, let's go out to New Jersey. Morris County authorities searching for a New Jersey teacher who's been missing nearly three weeks now. 46-year-old Lara Emanuel, she's the third grade teacher, Alexander Hamilton Elementary School in Morristown. Last seen in Roxbury on June 7th, her car found the next morning outside the Holiday Inn Express in Mount Arlington, Now we're getting word that an employee at the hotel says police uh, saw Emmanuel parking her car and getting out of the vehicle, but nobody has seen her since. Uh, County and local police with canine units have been searching for Emmanuel in the nearby Berkshire Valley State Wildlife Management Area since June 8th. There's no sign of her there. It is thick terrain and heavily wooded. A neighbor say Emmanuel has lived in the area for at least a decade now, and they're not really sure who would want to cause her harm. Oh, I hope they find her. <laughs> That's scary. I had no idea she was missing. That's sad. So there had been reports that she had trouble with her husband, but so far police have not brought him in. Friends on social media have been sharing pictures of her using the hashtag bring her home. They say her phone and wallet were left in her car and that this is incredibly out of character for her. Of course, anybody who may know where Emmanuel is is asked to call the Roxbury Police Department. 539, let's go down to the Lower East Side where cops investigating after an 18-year-old man was shot killed this was early sunday morning police say the victim collapsed in front of a smoke shop on rivington street after getting shot just before 1 a.m i think he was at the wrong place at the wrong time walking by and he got caught in the crossfire yeah i see him around i see him around yeah he's a fixture of the neighborhood he walks around here he does the garbage he does work around here for the supers and stuff like that he's a regular person man you know so uh, lots of people in the neighborhood know this guy. Police would not positively ID him for us before we went on the air, but he was pronounced dead at the hospital. There was no immediate word what led to the shooting. It's pretty dangerous, um, especially in certain areas. It's just a lot of like nasty things happen, and I just got out of work, and it's just really scary coming home, especially around this area. So far, no arrest, no motive for that gunfire. A man is targeting girls in their early teens on public buses across the city, committing lewd acts against them. Thank God they got a picture of this dope. The NYPD releasing a photo and description of the jerk with the hope that someone will identify him. He strikes every few weeks. The individual's most recent attack was on a B-46 bus in East Flatbush out in Brooklyn. He approached a 14-year-old girl, touched her inappropriately. It happened near the intersection of Foster and Utica Avenues about 4.30 in the afternoon as this teen was just trying to go home from school. People who ride this bus, you can might imagine, a little freaked out. Catch him. 
before he touched somebody else and damaged their soul. Is that from the, the video from the bus? If that is, then I'm glad to know that it's actually there for not just aesthetics, that it actually works so that they can, they can you know, capture images of people committing crimes. It is a really clear picture of this creep, so someone's going to recognize him, hopefully turn him in. Uh, he's been seen on other city buses committing similar type acts against teenage girls. What I take to go to work. I go to visit family, I take the bus. I go to drop my daughter to wherever she needs to go, I take the bus. If they can bring this guy to justice, trust me, I think the whole community will be relieved. Yeah, police are worried, though, that this man will strike again if they don't catch up with him. Hopefully they will now that that picture is out there. 542 over the weekend, uh, you had Mayor Adams signing this legislation that will require hospitals and healthcare facilities to make the prices of procedures public before you know, so you know how much you have to pay for them. One of the people who's been pushing this bill is Grammy-winning hip-hop star Fat Joe. He's been an advocate for this. I'm not sure how he got on board if City Hall asked him to, but he's happy that this bill has finally been signed. Now, this is something that's affecting all Americans, Republican, Democratic, white, black, Latino, Native American, Asian, you name it. So the office will be tasked with creating a website that publishes hospital prices. Uh, Again, rapper Fat Joe celebrating this measure with a phrase he coined. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Okay, I don't know how great of a thing that is, but uh, Mayor Adams uh, signing this legislation over the weekend. We also know that health care can be confusing and complicated to navigate. It's almost as though it is by design to make it difficult on understanding exactly what you pay for. 543, a city council member, Lincoln Ressler, doubling down on this plan that we had told you about last week for people who get parking tickets for not moving their car during street cleaning. So what he wants to do is if you get too many tickets, they would tow your car after a certain number of tickets. Now, this doesn't mean even if you pay them. So let's say you get like five tickets in two months period. You pay them all. They still could tow your car if you're one of those guys who leaves your car out when you're supposed to move it to the other side of the street. Ressler says it's difficult for sanitation workers to do their jobs with vehicles in the way. He says it means there's more trash on the streets. He says that adds to the rat problem. And that's why he wants to tow your car, even if you've paid your tickets already. The streets of New York City are too dirty and they're not getting any cleaner. Rats have been blowing up everywhere. Across New York City last year, there were 12,000 complaints in 2022 for dirty streets and for inadequate street cleaning. So again, under Ressler's plan, any vehicle that gets three tickets or more for violating those parking rules will be towed. Again, even if you pay these tickets, which is $65, you pay them on time, you still could have your car towed. But if it's happening four or five or six or eight times in a year, there needs to be real accountability. It means that you've decided you don't care. All right, now he hasn't pushed this through this bill through city council yet. It's not clear how other city council members feel about it, but you might guess New Yorkers are weighing in and they're not too happy to hear about it. It was my car. I paid. I didn't owe my car. I didn't owe the car. It was mine, so it really hurt me because it was like all my savings. And, and they just told my car and tell me that I have to come up with like $3,000 just for the towing and the place where they took it. 
It does suck when you get your car towed, but in that woman's case, she had not paid her ticket, so it's a little bit different than what Ressler's proposal is. But his hearing or his proposal will go to a hearing now in the coming months. If passed, it could take effect 90 days later. So we'll have to hear from other city council members, see if they're on board with this plan. All right, 545, let's head over, 77 WABC Sports Desk, and here's Justin Ellis. Thank you, Noam Layden. Start with the Yanks here. They had a very tightly played weekend of baseball with the AL West first place Texas Rangers in town, able to steal the series victory after yesterday's 5-3 to win in the finale. Led games 1-2, and two, the Yanks and Texas right there with each other for most of the bout with things knotted at 2-7 through seven before Harrison Bader came up with the big hit for New York in the 8th. Bader lies down. That call, courtesy of the Yes Network, following the series win. The Yanks still sit nine and a half games back in the East as they now hit the road to Oakland where they'll meet the A's for a three-game set starting tomorrow night. As for the Metropolitans, their underwhelming play continued in Philadelphia over the weekend, losing 7-6 to six yesterday to cap off another series loss. And it'd be one thing here if the Mets were simply just uh, getting beat. But yesterday's antics, they were a prime example of New York lately flat-out beating themselves up comfortably by three runs. Heading into the eighth, the Mets kindly handed over three walks Two hit batsmen and an error to essentially gift wrap the late come from behind win for Philadelphia. And now 15 full games back in the NL East. They get set to welcome the Milwaukee Brewers for a four game series beginning tonight at 7 10 p.m. Justin Verlander will get the start against Milwaukee's Colin Rhea. Here at Sports Gnome on 77 WABC. I'm Justin Ellick. Let's catch you up on the big stories of the day. Uh, yesterday was the 53rd annual Pride March through the city. The party was still going as I drove into work at around 2.30 this morning. I have gay friends, and my sister's gay, my best friend's gay, and I was raised watching Tu Wong Fu. So, you know, I want her to know the people that she's surrounded by in the city. Yeah, the party, uh, whether you were downtown where some of the concerts were after the parade or midtown where I drove through in Times Square, there were people still having a good time at 2, 3 in the morning. It's my favorite day of the year. I love it. This is a lovely place to come every year and celebrate for who we are. To show our girls that they can be who they want to be, to be able to show themselves and be proud of themselves. 550, the other big story over the weekend were these mercenary soldiers who briefly took over a Russian military headquarters on a march towards Moscow. They were gone yesterday, but the short-lived revolt looks to have weakened President Vladimir Putin just a little bit, just as his forces are facing this fierce counteroffensive in Ukraine. So under the terms of the agreement that ended this crisis, the leader of this group called the Wagner Troops, uh, in their failed uprising, he won't be shot or killed, which is what you might expect Russian President Putin to do, but he has been put into exile in Belarus, where apparently he will not face uh, any prosecution. Now, back here, everybody responding to it, President Biden speaking with Ukrainian President Zelensky, Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau yesterday about this attempted takeover in Russia over the weekend. The White House said Sunday that the leaders affirmed their unwavering support for Ukraine against Russian aggression. This comes after a short-lived rebellion by the Wagner Group, a private Russian military organization led by Yevgeny Prigozhin. The Kremlin reportedly reached an agreement 
agreement with Wagner to drop the charges against Prigozhin in exchange for the group ending its insurrection. I'm Trey Thomas. All right, and there are growing calls for President Biden to take out Chinese assets in Cuba, which some see as a national security risk here. Congressman Mike McCall, he heads the House Foreign Affairs Committee. We can't just fire a missile into Cuba. You know, that would escalate things. There are ways we could in a clandestine way shut it down, shut down the operations. The Texas Republican says that China having a spy base on the island would pose a huge threat to the U.S., Earlier this month, it was confirmed that there was construction of a military training facility in Cuba, which would allow the Chinese to permanently station troops just, well, 100 miles from Florida's coast. What I worry about, especially after Afghanistan, we just continue to project weakness time and time again. And that's why you're seeing our adversaries getting very emboldened. If you want peace, you need to exert strength, have a, a showing of strength for deterrence and peace. All right. Former President Trump believes his indictments. He says they are for the people. That's what he said over the weekend. I'm being indicted for you. And I believe the you is more than 200 million people that love our country. They're out there. He was speaking at the Faith and Freedom Coalition's road to the majority police conference. Trump called the indictments a badge of courage. Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, communists and fascists indict me, I consider it a great badge of courage. Meanwhile, a new poll shows former President Trump expanding his lead over the rest of the Republican presidential field. Despite his federal indictment, the NBC News poll, 51 percent of national GOP primary voters pick Trump as their top choice. Twenty two percent pick Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. It finds only single digit support for former Vice President Mike Pence, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Trump's nearly 30 point lead over DeSantis is almost double that of the previous poll that was taken in April. You had the other candidates out and about over the weekend, too, at this same conference in D.C. One of them was Chris Christie who slammed President Biden over his character. He got booed at this conference. And that is not leadership, everybody. That is a failure of leadership. And I, you can boo all you want. (laughs) So Christie says the former president, unwilling to take responsibility for his mistakes. He has let us down because he's unwilling. He's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made, any, uh, any of the faults that he has. And any of the things that he's done. Former Vice President uh, Mike Pence also at this Faith and Freedom Coalition and Conference uh, in D.C. this week. And he was not booed. Here and now, men and women of the Faith and Freedom Coalition, we must choose and decide and determine that Joe Biden will never be reelected as president of the United States. And Pence going on to say that it is uh, premature for any presidential candidate to talk about a pardon for former President Trump. Here he was over the weekend. I don't understand why some of the other people running uh, for president in the Republican primary assume that the president will be found guilty. So Pence acknowledged the 37-count indictment against Trump is serious, but that taking a position on a pardon is a presumption of guilt. Pence, who is among Trump's GOP primary opponents, says it's disrespectful to the judicial system to already assume guilt on the part of Trump. It's terribly premature, and it shows really a disrespect for our judicial system to talk about that now. The charges in the indictment are serious, and uh, I can't defend what is alleged, but the president's entitled to his day in court. 
All right, 555, Attorney General Merrick Garland defending the integrity of the Justice Department. Amid accusations, Hunter Biden was given preferential treatment in his tax and gun case. Sure, Weiss had, in fact, more authority than a special counsel would have. He has complete, he, has, he had and has complete authority, as I said, to bring a case anywhere he wants in his discretion. The president's son recently agreed to plead guilty to a pair of tax-related misdemeanors, avoid jail time. A former IRS employee, though, told the House Ways and Means Committee that the agency recommended additional felony tax charges against Biden, but the DOG slow-walked that case. Garland says he would support that IRS employee testifying on the investigation when the time is right. Uh, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to. All right, 556. And finally, uh, June is Pride Month. Yesterday was the Pride Parade. Uh, the person behind those familiar, uh, familiar announcements on the subway and on the radio is now apparently trying to find her true voice. The next northbound number one to van Cortland park 242nd street will be arriving in two minutes that's bernie wagenblas who is a longtime traffic reporter you likely recognize her name she's transitioning or has transitioned to being a woman now five months ago today i transitioned to living my life full-time as a woman when i was four years old i remember Wishing that I was a girl. She said what kind of motivated her was there was this app online where you can see what you'd look like as a female. She saw football players doing it, pro football players as a joke. And then she tried it and she said, oh, I look OK. It was a very innocent thing. I you know, see it on some of the, the late night comedy shows that they were showing pictures of NFL quarterbacks as women. And they were using an app that had just come out to do that. This was the first time that I actually saw what I felt was a realistic representation of what I might look like. So she'll keep her name. Bernie works either way, male, female. A few years ago, she told her daughters uh, and uh, friends about what she was going to do, and they've been, she says, pretty supportive. All of the people I shared this with, none of them had any inkling that this was something that I had been living with all of my life. There was not an hour of my waking life, probably from when I was a little kid to when I socially transitioned, that I didn't think about this, at least in passing. Every hour, it was constantly there. And the acceptance and support that I've had has just blown me away. So that, I think, is is probably the best part of this. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.